0: There are things in life that are okay to
1: cheap out on, but your car battery is not one of them. And that's because you never know what a cheap battery could cost you. Like, uh, say, Paul's going to see the Holy Triumphant Russian Concert or Uh, Reunion Show. uh. It's impossible right now. But that's certainly something you wouldn't want to miss because your car won't start. That's why you need Interstate Batteries, America's number one replacement battery. And the brand Autotex prefer three times more than any other brand. Get a battery test today. Find your closest dealer at interstatebatteries.com. That's interstatebatteries.com outrageously dependable
0: five hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life
1: He's Tracy Morgan, actor, comedian, former Saturday Night Live cast members and How to Get Mad Culinary Skills, the last OG cookbook. And, of course, when you think of cookbooks, you think of Tracy Morgan. You
2: are are the new
1: Martha Stewart.
2: Well, growing up in in, in the hood, in the neighborhoods, you had to know how to get down for your crown. So my Uncle Fatty Love, a.k.a. Michael, he would throw all the leftovers in one plot. And called it Wild Style. And that began the journey. (laughs) He used to also call me Young Skywalker in the kitchen. Young Skywalker. Wait.
1: How did you get the nickname Young Skywalker in the kitchen?
2: I look like Luke. Plus, I look like, first of all, I look like Luke Skywalker. Okay, I'm built like Luke. Wait a minute. If I close my good eye, yeah, you look a little bit. A little little bit. A little little bit. bit. And then my uncle, he was like Ben Kenobi. But with with the kitchen utensils. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's how you slice up cucumbers. With then the lightsaber? I had a sister that looked like Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my Chewbacca. She was hairy. <laughs> Wait a minute, you gotta put more ba- <laughs> That's his cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Lubaka, that's Lubaka. Oh, Lubaka, that's Lubaka. This is Chewy. <laughs> yeah, but everybody knows Chewy was gra- Chewy was full of crap. Hey, Fritzy does it. Chewie was hey. behind on his child support payments, and everybody knows Chewy, it. Fritzy, Fritzy does
1: a pretty good impersonation of you. I oh, want you to grade it. Fritzy, hey. I hey.
0: like Rory Sparrow and
2: Louis Orr. I'm a New York Knicks fan. Somebody gonna get pregnant at this point? Wow. What do you think? I'm Brian wow. Fellows. You better tell that ostrich to stop staring at me. You slow it down a little bit. Okay. You better
0: tell that bird to stop
2: staring at me. I'm Brian Fellows. I'm talking so fast. You don't have to sell me a Cadillac. (laughs) I don't talk that fast. See how I'm talking? My pace? Let me hear you talk with this pace. I like the New York Knicks. I like the See, slow it down. He can't. He can't. Is he a real New Yorker? Yeah. Yeah, from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. So where was you when the lights went out in 75? I was in my That's ap- how you could tell a, a new, real New Yorker. I was in my
0: apartment. I was six years old. I was in my apartment building in, in Brooklyn, New York, in the Brighton Beach, Coney Island area. Wow. Waiting for my grandfather sure, to come Coney home. Coney Island. Yeah. I was I waiting was for my grandfather to come home Adam. from synagogue.
2: Yeah. You know what it was. I sure do. That's how you could tell a real New Yorker. Where was you when the lights went out in 75? Yeah. Where was you when the son of Sam was running around here?
1: I was in Ohio. Wow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know where you at now? You in Rome. I'm in mean, Rome, New York. John Lennon said, "New York City is Rome, baby." Will you ever leave here? Never. That's would... my roots. And when you cut the tree from the roots, what happens to the tree? It dies. There you go. Oh, let me give
1: the, the whole the official introduction here. Uh, the cookbook is a tie into the uh, TBS comedy, The Last OG, starring Tracy Morgan and uh, Tiffany Haddish. Mm-hmm. I like her. Yeah. yeah, she's good. She's good. She's a yeah. good kid. Yeah, good kid. I got, yeah, she's good. She's 80? still
2: learning, but she because she's new to the, all of this, but she's going to be good. 80 soulful recipes with street cred. The last OG
1: airs Tuesdays at 1030 Eastern That's on TV. Right.
2: That's right. You know, street
1: cred should be. You know be- what I
2: made last night for speaking of street cred? Okay. You want to know what I made last night? Can I tell you what I made last night, Dan? Okay. I made pork and beans and hot dogs. Okay. Right after I finished watching True Grit. That's why they called me Tracy Morgan, a.k.a. Rooster Cogburn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got a lot of
2: nicknames. Lucy baby. <laughs> AKA Ron Jeremy Jr. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Were you the funniest guy in your neighborhood growing up? Absolutely. In New York. we not talking about the neighborhood transcended. Oh, what? It became New York. Who's funnier than you? What? Yeah. Watch your mouth. Is there anybody that you go, oh, boy. Uh, Richard Roundtree they compared me to. No, no, no. That's Shaft. He wasn't oh, funny. Well, oh, okay. He had a sense of humor. Right on. I don't know if you ask any woman that I've ever dealt with, they say he the funniest.
1: But is there a comedian that you went, you know, he's got some skills.
2: Yeah, but he's not with us anymore. Richard Pryor, okay. he's not with that's us anymore. That's the only guy that compares yeah, to you. He's the king. We're all just his princes. Did you ever meet Richard Pryor? Yes. I met him when I was on the Martin Lawrence show. And me and Martin went to the comedy store and he was there in the wheelchair at that point and he signed a piece of paper for me. I'll never forget how it looked. And it said Richard Pryor. I couldn't you could barely read his ledger at that point. Yeah. But I saved that piece of paper for twelve years. Then I lost my wallet one time. But I got it in my head though. I got it how it looked. I got the pe the paper. Yeah. I got it on my head. I kept it in my wallet. Like I have a picture of Nipsey Russell yeah. in my wallet. And Lucille Ball. And I owe oh, to Jackie Gleason. I keep Jackie Gleason with me. He made me want to do comedy.
1: Jackie Gleason.
2: Yeah, Jackie. If you watch the first year of the last OG, me, episode nine, me and Tiffany Haddish are on the couch talking, and I look at her and I go, "Baby, you're the greatest." That was for Jackie.
1: Jackie Gleason.
2: Yeah, I right, think we, Lucille Ball's underrated. Oh uh, no, 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 no. She's not. She taught me physical. She put a whole. She had a whole mouthful of. Candy in yeah, her mouth. Chocolate. So that was the physical. And the problem I think sometimes with the stand up the, the comedy today is that a lot of people are afraid to take the pie in the face. I'm old school comedy. I do anything for a laugh. I'm old school.
1: You would take a pie when's the last time you took a pie in the face?
2: Last night my wife woke- <laughs> Oh god don't on the Dan. Every time you
1: come on you you're, you get in trouble with your wife. Like there's
2: But that's my job. I- <laughs> That's what we do. What do! You want for me! I'm no different than any other guy in here that's married. What, what
1: is bothering you sports-wise now?
2: You got, like your Knicks? Are you okay with... I'm good. What, when you make a bold trade, like KP and Junior and all of them, yeah. and you free up 75 and salary cap, yeah. that means the rings are coming. I just have to tell Nick, Nick, our fans, be patient. They've been patient a long time. Yeah, I know, but, you, but everything when it's ready. We sell no wine before it's time. Asti Spumanti. Could Rio you need it on ice? You don't drink Asti Spumanti. Well, no, I don't, but that's what it was. Asti Spumanti. <laughs> Everybody be patient. I love Fisdale. Dolan is leaning back, letting everybody do their job now. What if Kevin the, Durant came to you? I already called said, the guy. I already Kevin is coming. Kyrie is coming. And I already spoke to the government about the ball dropping, so we get getting Zion. Don't worry about it. You are. I spoke to the government. Somebody got paid.
1: What if Kevin Durant said, hey, sell me on the Knicks?
2: This is this is Rome, okay? This is Rome. You in a ring here? Wall Street is right down the block, Kevin. With a ring here, you can sell all the Big Macs and Cadillacs you want after that. This is the biggest market in the world. The Knicks could be in last place. We still make the most money in the NBA. This is New York City, baby. Rome, you're in the center of the universe. What kind of game do you got? I was a point guard. I had to sham guard down back all day. <laughs> you were you were God-sham God before God-sham God? Get crossed up and crisscrossed. <laughs> then you crossed out. Do not let me crush you up. I'll cross you right up. My, I gave the Sham God the Sham God.
1: God Sham God's a great name. Oh,
2: go to the front, boom! <laughs> sham Guard. reach if you want to. But could you play? Could you shoot? You ain't want to be post up. I was young, post up. I could post up, and I was sh- I could shoot. Yeah, twenty four feet, shoot. And I can defend against the pick and roll. You're not making the <laughs> league if you can't defend against the pick and roll. You're old school. Old school. Yeah. I still wear Chuck Taylors. OG.
1: Well, you don't have Chuck Taylors on right now.
2: Nah, that's because I'm walking. Oh. But when I'm on the court, I well, string well, them up. You don't want me? I string them up. I string them up. I still do I They don't tape my ankles up. I just put it down, and I wear tight. I wear tight shorts. I like it. I was like that when I played for Milwaukee back in 72. You were there with uh, Alcindor and Oscar Robertson. Yeah, my man, my little man. Come on, man. I graduated from Powell Memorial. Ooh. When Lou Alcindor? <laughs> yeah, I you. said Powell Ooh. Memorial. Yeah. But he graduated. You didn't. Not dropped out. I told you that. <laughs> I love dropping out. I wish I could go back and drop out again. Never <laughs> when a plan comes to How about we do a, a show you going
1: back to high school?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm listen, like I said, in that book, that cookbook right there, there's a section on school lunch. Got to be a thing for cooking. Do you last st- night was school lunch. Do you want to stick around? I'm, I'm not going nowhere. I, I got a little commercial break here. I'm not going nowhere, damn He's
1: Tracy Morgan. He's the last OG. Check out the cookbook. More with Tracy coming up. And Bubba Watson. Of course you would put those two together. Tracy Morgan and Bubba Watson coming up. <laughs>
0: Okay, this is just a 30-second commercial and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please, please stay with me. In just 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The company that has been offering you great rates and great service for 75 years, it's Geico. I've been using them for a long time myself. And anytime you need help, you could speak to one of their trained specialists 24/7. No recordings. The company, Geico. Go to geico.com today. Sorry for all the numbers, but I've been a fan and a customer of Geico for a long time. And in 543 two, one. I'm out. Five hour energy helps you get through your crazy on the go life. Final hour on this Wednesday here in New
1: York City. Tracy Morgan, kind enough to stay with us a little bit longer. The Last OG Cookbook, How to Get Mad Culinary Skills, now on sale online. <laughs> Whatever books are sold. If I told you 30 years ago you'd be pumping out a cookbook here, you would
2: have hey, said, listen, well, in prison, the best, that's where the best cooks are. They are. They have nothing to do. They got nothing but time to learn how to cook with what they give them. They can make a pot roast out of a honey bun. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you haven't been to prison, have you?
2: Never. Okay. Well, then how'd Never. you become a good cook? I know people have been to prison. <laughs> okay. Right. I know people have been to prison. You know, we were just talking boxing. You know, I'm doing that thing for the zone now. Are you an analyst? No, I'm representing the zone. Oh, you are. You know what the zone is? Yes. That's yeah. the, in the pay per view. Yeah. And they got a boxing, They got a match coming up with Canelo against Jacob, your friend. Yeah,
1: John Skipper used to he be at ESPN. The zone. Yeah. yeah,
2: the zone is yeah. good. Yeah. And it's less money. People don't want to pay all that kind of money, man. How about being a ring announcer? I could do it. I could do it, but I would rather be a corner man. I could see myself as Mick. I'm a young, I'm the black Mick. <laughs> with Rocky. I'm Ernie, I'm a young Ernie Fudge. You wanna win? Do you wanna win, son? Give me that water down there. Give me that water. Wash his mouthpiece off. Come on now. Everything we worked on in the gym. Come on, man. I'm gonna throw this wife up this towel in if you don't start punching. Bundini Brown. Got to. Gotta yeah. throw punches. That corner man sees what you don't see in the ring.
1: Fritzy's been doing uh, his impersonation of Rocky, sir. Uh, let me trainer. hear you, let me hear
2: you, there let me him. hear you. He'll knock you to the motor rock. I say you can't win. What do you think? Oh yeah, uh, he got it. This guy used to be in show business. Like he's, he's Catch trying- that chicken, you Italian bastard! What about my prime? What about my my prime? <laughs> what about me, Mick? Where were you in my prime? You ain't got behind a tiger like this guy. What we about don't want no part of prime. What about my prime? Uh, they wasn't, I want I cried I don't with, protect you. Remember when he put Mick on? Yeah. When he said, What about my prime? Then Mick walked out and he chased him. I said he got him. (laughs) He got him. He let Mick come in. The uh because when you you can I ask you a question, Dan? Yes. What was the first words you heard in the Godfather? The very first words, the first I believe in America. Remember when he said that? The mortician said, I believe in America. My office in my house is based on the Godfather, same color and everything. I have a mortician come in every week. Just to say, yeah, oh, I do. Oh, you yeah, oh, you I, do. I, have, I have hired a mortician to come in once a week and go. Can I be your friend, godfather?
1: But this is the day of his daughter's wedding.
2: The day of his daughter's wedding. Come on, man! You can't refuse. Yeah, you can't. He said, "Um, he, may 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 your, may your first grandchild be a masculine grandchild." Remember that? You who don't. Slept, you don't do. Who slept with the fishes? Luca. That's right, Brosky. But
1: you don't do a Brando impersonation, do you?
2: No, I can't do. the... Who do, who's money. your best? You got you do have go to. Do you do Judge Judy? No, no, I, I, don't I read do that. impressions. I yeah, do, you do. I don't. I do original okay. characters.
1: Okay, impressions include this is this on a bio here. You tell me, Louis Armstrong.
2: Yes, Judge Judy, Bailiff Burt. Yeah, I did that on Saturday night. <laughs> but that's but that's Maya the show. Angelou. Could I say something? My greatest impression. Was Doctor Zayas from the Planet of the Apes? Okay. The first All one. All
1: right. Let me close my eyes and I'll imagine that I'm watching. Okay, the, this Planet of the Zera. Apes. Okay. This
2: is Zira. Okay. Zira and Doctor Zayas. This was after he tied them up on the beach and Taylor drove off with Nova. Nova. He drove, he rode off on a horse. And then Zara said, "What if they can't find out there, Doctor?" And he said, "His destiny." <laughs> wow. I that's, mean that's not that's, awesome. That's
1: quite it. Hey, okay, but you, don't, so you don't. You don't. You don't do impressions of any of these people.
2: Star Jones. Not on a regular.
1: Oh, okay. William me and Perry. My wife,
2: well, me and my wife, uh, when we alone, we role play. <laughs> and who are and you? She, I'm Doctor Zayas. Oh, you are. She's zero. Oh. <laughs> what if they can't find out there, doctor? Hey, just your name. <laughs> we make love.
1: The uh, cookbook. The Last O.G. Cookbook is a tie-in to the uh, TBS comedy The Last O.G. It's uh, Tracy and Tiffany Haddish. And uh, you have the 80s uh, soulful recipes and street cred inspired by the show with elements woven throughout that will immerse readers in the O.G. universe. The second season of The Last O.G. airs Tuesday at 10.30 Eastern on TBS.
2: Yeah, and you know what? The, this show, people are gravitating to the show, a lot of people. It's a really great show. Where do you shoot it? We shoot it on the streets of Brooklyn. So my show is not a show about the community. My show is a show starring in the community. It's like looking at Coolie Ha all over again. Coolie Ha meets the, the R couple, the, the Honeymooners.
1: So the White Shadow? Cooley,
2: yeah, Cooley it's like Coolidge. It was a show about the community.
1: But, Coolidge. Okay, but you growing up, you grew up with some famous people in the Bronx, right?
2: A few. I had a few of them around me in, in Brooklyn okay. and the Bronx.
1: Okay. Like who?
2: Uh, okay, and just in my projects alone, you have Mark Breeland. Who was a great fighter? Mark Breeland. Then you had Mo Sanford. He was a big at Boys and Girls High School that played D1. Okay. These are the people I grew up under. That was my family. Then I have Londell McMillan, who is the, the, the executive of Prince's Estate and Michael Jackson's old lawyer. Okay. Londell McMillan. He's also the editor of The Source magazine. All right. Big shots, Londell. And I had, then I had my dad. Then I had my uncles. That was my my father was my first OG. Okay? My last one was Jimmy Mack. Was he Mack. funny? What? My father was Richard Pryor funny, and he was a musician. But well, wasn't James Played Just like Rick James. Did- we called him Rick Jimmy. Jimmy Morgan. We called him Rick Jimmy. Really? Mm-hmm. And Did- I get it from him. But what I get from my mom was her stubbornness. She refused to let her kids go deprived. My mom refused to take no fun answer. And that's what I am, as far as funny and show business. I refuse. You know how many people said it? it's not conventional. Stand up comedy is not a conventional job. I refuse to take no. I'm funny. I'm funny like my dad. Was Jay Z in your your uh, neighborhood? Jay Z, matter of fact, great. Jay Z grew up right across the street. Biggie Smalls, Little Kim, Little C's. We all come from Best Star, Do or Die, Take the Girl, Kill the Guy. That's where I'm from. And Michael Jackson, my- Michael Jordan was born in Brooklyn Hospital, right down the block.
1: Yeah, but you can't really take credit for that.
2: Yeah, why not? I mean, Where he's only he there. From... Where was he born? He born in Brooklyn. But... Then say it, Dan. I know, but Man, it, it's you from Brooklyn. But
1: you can't say, "Boy, Michael's part of the great basketball tradition of New York Rockers City."
2: Here. No, he went here. That's why I say I don't think LeBron ever be better than Jordan because he don't got a flu game. I can show you a double nickel. <laughs> On Christmas Eve, do you 102 really? Fever. Do you, do you I think can show you that. Trace, but wait a minute, Dan. I can show you Willis Reed limping out the tunnel. That's a flu game. I did comedy 101 fever. That's a flu game. Wow, I'm great. Wait, your fever was all the way up 101, to 101, and I, did, I got to stand and no, it wasn't <laughs> just comedy. I got to stand and no. 101 fever, Standing no and at Carnegie Hall.
1: Do you think that Jordan maybe didn't have the flu? He was hungover.
2: No. I I don't think he drank. I don't think he drinks. That's Michael Jordan.
1: It's a better story if he has
2: the flu, I guess. Michael Jordan drinks milk. No, Just (laughs) like Michael Jackson. There's a picture of Michael Jackson with a a glass of orange juice at Studio 54. You've seen it. Did you ever go to Studio 54? I I was too young. I was in Studio 54, but... I, I think I was inside of my father at the time. Oh, we you was were? Yeah, your dad I was went? was
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: He was Rick was James before Rick James. Yeah. We called him Rick Jimmy. Yeah. Super freaky. Yeah. <laughs> Barry, Barry, Barry. <laughs> my mother called him a weedy, beedy, bing-bong freak. And that means what? Because look at Tracy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was your first paid stand-up gig?
2: The, you mean the first time I started thinking outside the box was at Uptown Comedy Club. I think I got seventy five dollars when How I first word? started. Seventy five dollars of maybe what twenty one, twenty two. Then I got on Def Jam. But then again, you got to understand: four months out of the workshop, I was on Def Jam. That's four months after I went to the workshop. I was already on Def Jam. That don't happen for everybody. I don't even come from this planet. I come <laughs> from a planet named Krypton. You I'm remember, from a planet called Krypton? Do you remember your one of your first? Superman jokes? wasn't scared of no. Oh no, Green Rock. He was scared of Lois. Ooh, he was scared of Lois. Yeah, he was scared <laughs> of her. <laughs> do you remember your first comedy set? Yo, the first time I told a joke, I was like four years old, sitting on my father's lap. No, I know when you did it professionally. Yeah, not yeah. That was an uptown, uptown Comedy Club. But what do you do? You remember any of your jokes? I don't remember that. That was thirty years ago. That was thirty years ago. I know it's funny. What's your go-to joke? I can't say it on air oh you can no oh, it's about okay. sex
1: okay yeah. sex
2: is the funniest thing in the world We just take it too serious but if you look at it we look hilarious if you look at it, we look hilarious people look so crazy in the bed you can't take it serious we look bugged out we make bugged out noises we we're weird. We laugh when we see two dogs humping. Yeah. Imagine how human beings look with no clothes on.
1: Imagine what dogs think watching.
2: If you were to stand back and look at it, it like it, look at you and your wife, you'd be like, ew, we look weird. <laughs> we look weird. Our toes and our... It look weird. <laughs> Did you, we're, we're talking to uh, Tracy Morgan. Look at us. I know. Have you go look at it on tape, that don't look nothing like porno. Because it looks so smooth when they do it, right? But well, when we do it, it's so cold, clumsy, and people stop and say, wait a minute, I can't breathe. <laughs> things that we say, move your leg. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. Stop. Move my arm. My arm, I got a cramp. Wait a minute. I'm cramping up. Move, move, move. <laughs> the things we say to each other.
1: I'm glad you cleaned it up for me there. Thank you.
2: About my neck, my neck. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Something burning. That pot roast is burning. <laughs> I got a brisket in the oven. Like, uh, wait a minute. A uh, honey bun. Y'all better stop jumping on them damn bum beds. <laughs> got them kids. Go get them kids. How many kids do you have? On the books or off. <laughs> <laughs> on the books or off. Everybody oh said that to me. Let me go I, on the I books. I got four. You got four, four on the books. on the books. But I'm trying to break Eddie Murphy's record. Eddie's got... I'm trying to break Gundy's record. I'm almost <laughs> close to... um. Uh, Bob Marley. Really? Yeah. How many? How many kids does Bob got? Mm, Twelve. Eighteen. Really? Yeah, I'm right there, right around the. You corner. got some work
1: to do, don't you? I,
2: yeah, I'm on the streets. You know, I'm on the <laughs> yeah, streets. Okay. I'm on the streets, turning good girls bad. <clears throat> I'm on them streets, turning all them good girls bad.
1: What's the? Um, you know, we were talking about. Uh, Mike Tyson. This was during the commercial break. Mm-hmm. And you think that Mike Tyson, things changed when he fought Mitch Blood Green, but not when I he lost told. in Tokyo. Yeah, that's
2: what I was so Mitch was the first one to take him 12.
1: Did you, How many fights did you see that Tyson fought? Did you go to many in person? I
2: missed one because I went to get something to drink. Which one? Was that the one in <laughs> Atlantic City? If you go to that bathroom, you're going to miss this fight. That's a young Mike. You, when Mike. Remember when Mike was fighting? Yeah. If you went to the bathroom, it was a good chance you was going to miss the fight. What I miss, what I missed. It's over. it's over. I went
1: to see when he fought Joe Frazier's son. That wow. didn't that didn't yeah, last that long. Didn't look good. And that Michael Sphinx, good. I went to see that one. That one didn't last long either. Like when yeah. you you can see it's rare when you see fear on somebody's face. Well you see it. But I saw fear in of those. Of course I uh, saw it.
2: I was home. You was at the fight and yeah. I saw it. Yeah. I said, This man should be fighting. But,
1: but but if it went past the third round, Mike started to get a little nervous.
2: Well, I don't know if he got nervous because he was already, you know, like a machine. Well, everything ended that, in the
1: first or second
2: round. Um, When he fought Mitch Blood Green, he really believed he was the greatest man in the world. You know that. You yeah. were there. Yeah. And then Mitch took him 12 rounds. And that's when the boxing community said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And then with, uh in Tokyo, that man's mom had just passed away. Busters. And once you're determined, can nothing. Once somebody's determined to get you. They're going to get you. Did
1: you hang out with Tyson at all?
2: No. No. But I'm friends with him now. I Uh, work with him. Okay. I work with him. And he's from Brooklyn. Yeah. But I remember Mark Breland bringing him through my projects before he became Mike Tyson. Mark had just won the Olympic gold in 84. And he brought a young Mike Tyson. Nobody knew he was, but everybody was in Mark. So I saw Mike before he became Mike Tyson.
1: And then he grew up in Bensonhurst, didn't he?
2: No, he grew up in Brownsville. Brownsville. And I him and Rick both from Brownsville. I'm from Best Star. I don't go to Brownsville. Brownsville is rough. What would Brownsville they, is rough. What would they do to you in Brownsville? They throw a refrigerator off the roof <laughs> and hit you, man. That's what they do to you in Brownsville. That's I'm not most, going across that, Mother Gaston. That, that, Mother Gaston is the street. I'm not going across that street. No. I'm Brownsville over there, man. You're Tracy Morgan. It don't matter. It don't matter. Would they
1: throw a frigid Tracy Morgan.
2: If they, yeah. If you wore that watch, I'm not. If I wore if, if I wore this watch, what? What would happen? I'll be up probably. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm just not wearing it. <laughs> I'm not, I know. I'm not coming back with it. <laughs> <laughs> would you just hand it over as soon as yeah, you I'm walked not in? I'm be out in Brownsville with my watch showing. <laughs> hey, look at me. I got a Rolex. I'm not doing that.
1: Uh, the show is The Last OG and uh it's Tracy Morgan with Tiffany Haddish uh, and and check out the cookbook, The Last OG cookbook. Check out The Zone. And The Zone also because uh you got the fight Mr. Boxing, you got Canelo versus Jacobs, right?
2: Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. good.
1: That's that's big time stuff. Yeah. That's Saturday. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Going to be a good fight. A lot of boxing boxing. Boxing is becoming prominent again. Are you, the did you box growing up? No, but I watched it I'm around around Mark Breland, so he got our attention, all the kids. Last time you got in a fight? Uh, I was 17. I'm 50 now. He said, what happened? Last time I got into a fight was with my wife. <laughs> I lost. That's what happened. She hit me one time with a frying pan, and my son was right there going, he said, down goes Frazier. <laughs> down goes Frazier. Is, she,
1: is your wife undefeated?
2: My wife is undefeated. We don't We don't physically, but we argue she wins. Happy wife, happy life. There you go. Smart even man. When, even when she wrongs, I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: The last OG cookbook, he's uh, Tracy Morgan. Great to see you. Thank you, Glad you're doing you, well. Thank hey, you very much. It's always great Everybody to see you. Here. I love you. All right.
0: Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com. Clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy, on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, Strawberry Banana and Tropical Burst. They're delicious and can transport you to... A tropical paradise. Try them both. Then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends seven thirty one twenty. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.
1: Let's bring in the uh, Alabama quarterback, Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Good morning, Tua. How are you? I'm, I'm good. Good morning. <laughs> Who was your uh, favorite team growing up? NFL team.
3: I was a Dallas Cowboys fan growing up. My entire team, my entire family was Cowboys fans, so we love the Cowboys.
1: Did you meet anybody? Did you have a favorite player? Um, I
3: think the only person I've ever, I've ever got to meet that was on a Cowboys team that I, I can remember is Marcus Spears and Allen Ball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, not not necessarily yeah. the big names there, but uh, <laughs> and then your your favorite college team growing up was
3: it was probably USC. They're they're on the west coast, you know, closer to home, so and that was that was the team growing up too.
1: And then uh Matt Liner left handed, I'm sure that that was uh one of your idols.
3: Well yeah. He a funny story, when I was when I was young, um, my dad chose my number for me. So like I started out with number eleven because of Matt Liner. <laughs> yeah. And like it it went all the way up until my sophomore year where I couldn't pick number 11 going into my varsity season because there's a senior who had number 11 so I had to choose between 13 and 19 and I just picked 13 and I just stuck with it from there on.
1: And then uh, you know Lane Kiffin mentioned this to me that you know there was a time where they thought you were going to transfer from Alabama and maybe go to USC. How close were you to doing that? Well,
3: I mean, I it, it was it was it was really close, I I think because I mean you know, I I wanted my parents to see me play. My parents wanted to see me play, and I mean, just just doing things for 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 my parents. You know, making my parents happy and proud was probably the biggest thing I wanted to do, and I couldn't do it on the sidelines. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, they come to watch you. You know, stand on the sidelines. Not exactly exciting for mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. When when did you know you were good? Oof.
3: I'm not too sure. Um, probably when, probably when I, I, I was winning, when I was little, I, I can't really remember remember too far back, but not too sure.
1: Yeah, but I, I wonder if there was that moment that, like a play or a game, where you where you all of a sudden went, you know what, I could I could do this at a big time school, or I could do this professionally. You never had one of those moments.
3: Not really. I think I think it was more so a mindset thing because of the work ethic that's been instilled in me and, you know, like a little brother, you know, from, from my, my dad. So I think it's just more of a mindset thing. Like every time I have the opportunity to step in, you know, the game or, you know, have an opportunity to play against a really good team, um, I, I got to perform <laughs> because it's expected. Of us to perform. So,
1: uh, clear something up. Were you born right-handed and then became left-handed?
3: Yes, sir. I I am I am right dominant. I write with my left. I kick with. Uh, I write with my right. I kick with my right. Um, I.e. with my right. I do everything with my right except throwing and shooting. So,
1: how can you? How well can you throw right-handed? Uh, it, it's all right. It's not too bad. I mean, it, it feels almost natural. <laughs> But but you know you could roll out right and throw right uh, if it's probably like a five yard route yeah, <laughs> yeah not 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 too deep <laughs> you could be like Mahomes you would be the left handed version of Mahomes you know <laughs> Mahomes that 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 man's good he, he's he's on he's on another
3: level <laughs> when's
1: the last time you got yelled at by Coach Saban um,
3: probably probably this past. This past Sunday or this past Monday. Probably this past Monday, yeah. And what'd you do? Uh we had good, bad, and ugly, and uh I kind of took a sack in two minute uh this past game, so <laughs> kinda got on me.
1: So yep. Oh, okay. So not that bad. I mean that's pretty good if you have a hard time re uh, remembering that. We we had him on two weeks ago and uh mm-hmm. I asked your coach uh what if you parked in his parking spot? This is what Coach Saban said.
3: I'd probably have a discussion with them.
1: Uh,
3: you know, sometimes when key players on your team, you know, do things, uh, even though you you really have a great relationship with them, and it's kind of not a big deal. You know, you also have to realize that, especially when the key players do something, you know, everybody else on the team is watching.
1: So you can park there. How do you think that would go if you parked in Coach Saban's parking spot?
3: Oh, I don't think it'd go good. I don't think anyone anyone would try to party at Coach Saban's spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. uh Josh Jacobs told told us his story. The uh, you know former running back, and yeah. uh, that he, did you hear about this? That Josh said that Coach Saban will joke occasionally, and then he mentioned <laughs> D's nuts. You know, he, he was talking. He was talking to Josh Jacobs, and said, <laughs> <laughs> has, "Has he done that to you, Tua?" Uh, he hasn't, he hasn't personally did it to me. He he, he, he,
3: I've, I've heard, you know, some of his jokes, you know, and I'm like, whoa, was that, was that Coach Saban or was that someone else? That that? <laughs> you know, so it, he, he, he does it a few times, but I mean. Okay,
1: okay. Can you confirm that story though, Tua? With Josh
3: Jacobs? Yeah. I I, I wouldn't doubt it. I, 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 wouldn't doubt that Coach Saban said that It You know, usually when people are having a bad day, Coach Saban will kind of cheer them up by saying something that's out of the ordinary, you know, to make them laugh or cheer them up. I wouldn't doubt that's something he would say.
1: (laughs) Why do I assume you can surf?
3: Why do you assume I can
1: surf? Probably because I'm from Hawaii. Yeah, but is it true? (laughs) Yes, I
3: actually can surf. Are you good? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm good, but I mean, I can get up on, on, on that, on board, you know, and, and right away
1: then. But if I said I can introduce you to Dak Prescott or Kelly Slater.
3: Oh, that, that, that'd be, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, you got a pick here. I mean, Dak, Dak is, is, is the man. So, you know, he's marrying right
1: <laughs> Oh, Kelly's pretty good, too. You know, he's probably the greatest surfer of all time. <laughs> well, I, I'm not too big into surfing. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. Uh, what classes you got today?
3: Um, I got a, a comm com class, comm 455 class today, um, and I got astronomy. What's your major? I'm a PR communications major.
1: Okay. If not for football, what would you be doing?
3: Uh, I'd like to get into to probably like sports broadcasting. I like I like talking about like sports, so
1: Okay. Yeah. Can you can you stand in front of a lot of people and and uh deliver, you know, five minutes of sports?
3: Five minutes of sports? Yeah. Yes sir. I, I actually uh had to do that in an advanced public speaking class. Um and then we had uh, this rhetoric um class as well where we had to go in front of like like well we had to go in public and like go. i ended up talking like you know on the steps of i think it was like our gorgeous library and like people are walking by you know and then you got to speak like loud and you know your entire class is there and like just normal students are walking by listening to you and you know knowing that it was me everyone kind of came to listen
1: yeah, but that's great experience for you. Not yeah. only helps you, I don't know how often you're interviewed at Alabama, but if, you know, you get the opportunity to play in the NFL, it's going to come in handy there, standing up in front of those members of the media.
3: Yeah, no, yeah, it definitely does help. Um, but I think the classroom setting is probably the 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 hardest, one of the hardest things, um, because every, everyone's paying attention, everyone's looking at you, and then for advanced public speaking, they kind of... They kind of look for a lot of the things that you don't do as well. So if you're fidgeting a lot, if you're not making as much eye contact with the with the crowd, your you know your gestures, how much you're moving, your pacing. Good for you. Those, you know, things like that.
1: Yeah, good because sir. it's not easy. But, you know, those who are really good make it look easy. Therefore, everybody wants to do it. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, it's like when I watch you play, it, it looks pretty easy what you do. Is it?
3: It, it's well. It's the guys that I'm surrounded with. You know, it's not more so me. I they make my job that much easier, especially especially the line. Um, I mean, that that position, that is the most thankless position I think in sports. I mean, you playing O line, you you work out hard, really hard. Now, I can say we all work out hard, but I mean, you guys work out hard. And how how do you how do you Chick step, and you you take a guy coming full speed at you like, you know how, how how do you take a guy on like that? This is this isn't this is these aren't kids, you know. You're you're having them block these are grown men, <laughs> you know, and having to move guys like that as well. I mean, that's that's crazy. It,
1: uh, can you it, uh, can you uh, clear this up? Uh, do your receivers do rock paper scissors to see who gets to? Go out on these long touchdown passes is is that is that story real?
3: Well, I think I think they've done it a good amount last year, but it's only become evident
1: this year. <laughs> wait, wait. So how do they do it? They do it on the sidelines to see who gets to go in. Uh, they they do it either on the
3: sidelines or usually we have TV timeouts before we
1: come out, so they usually do it during those
3: TV timeouts. <laughs> you know, and I mean it's it's usually okay, it's it's a shot play right here. You know, let's, let's rock, paper, scissors for this. Who Whoever's going to get the ball. And so.
1: Wait, whoever easy, you know, wins go. rock, paper, scissors is who you're going to throw it to? Uh, most of the time. They're, they're
3: usually going to be, because that's how we've been practicing, you know, that that person is going wow. to get the ball. And then, you know, if they don't get the ball, then it's it's nothing big.
1: Uh, you ever wore your jersey to class?
3: Oh no, sir! No, sir! Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too too big of a fan of myself. You know, to to do all of that.
1: Has a professor ever asked for an autograph? Uh, yes. Uh oh. And you you give it to him?
3: Yeah, I. I mean, I can help your grade, right? (laughs) Well, I mean, if I were doing bad, yeah, it definitely helped me out.
1: Hey, uh, it's great to have you on. Congrats for your success, and uh, good luck for the rest of the season. More importantly, good luck with uh, that uh, schoolwork there. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. That's uh, Tua Tonga-Vailoa, Alabama quarterback.
0: Happy Holidays from your friends at Podcast One.
3: Hi, everyone. It's Becca from The Lady Gang. We wanted to say thank you to all our advertisers for their support this year. We couldn't do it without you. Have a
0: very happy holiday season. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. I want to thank you for listening this year and have a happy and safe holiday. Hi, it's Barbara Boxer, We're wishing you a happy new year. And this is Nicole. Yeah. And we're wishing you a happy holidays. Hey, everyone. It's Sheena Shea from Shenanigans. Just wishing you all happy holidays and a very happy new year. Hey, Guys, it's Nas and Nadia from Ladies, Ladies Like us. us. We want to wish our listeners a very happy holiday and say thank you to all our advertisers who support our show. We could not do it without you. Happy holidays! Hey, it's Heather and Terry Dubrow. Hello, happy holidays! Happy holidays, everybody! Shaq, I know you love being Santa. No, I am Santa. All day, everybody. Happy, holidays. happy Holidays from Adulting Like a Mother Father. Hey everyone, it's Caitlin Bristow from Off the Vine Podcast, wishing you a very happy holiday season, and thank you for all of your support this year. Tis the season of giving!
3: And we know you're looking for gifts for your family and friends right now.
0: So check out our amazing sponsors who bring you showmance every week for free.
1: Give us your ears.
2: And they'll give you awesome deals.
1: And we will give you more of the content you love.
0: Hey, it's Heidi Pratt. I just want to thank all of our amazing sponsors for making this show possible and everything that they do so we can have this free podcast for you guys every week so thank you so much to all of our
2: awesome sponsors we love you and we
0: really love all your products so thank you hey everybody steve austin here and i want to wish you a very happy holiday season and a happy new year and that's the bottom line five hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life